Good morning, kind folks. It's your KVMR morning news update for Tuesday, February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day. I'm Steve Baker. David Harris, the anti-war activist and Joan Baez's husband at the time, has passed away. More on that later, but first, regional weather. Nevada City, Grass Valley today, 30% chance of snow showers, mainly between 1 and 3 p.m., otherwise increasing clouds and a high of 42, little to no accumulation expected. Tonight, low 27, gusts as high as 20 miles per hour. Tomorrow, sunny and high near 52. Sacramento today, sunny and a high of 54. Tonight, low 33, gusts as high as 22 miles an hour. And tomorrow, 57 and sunny. Truckee Tahoe today, chance of afternoon snow, partly sunny, high 26, little accumulation expected. Tonight, slight chance of snow, low 4 degrees. Yes, 4 degrees. Wednesday, sunny and a high near 30. Placerville today, sunshine and clouds mixed, High 44, Angels Camp today, high 48, and mainly sunny. Nevada County and Sierra Roots open a cold weather shelter tonight, Tuesday, February 14th. The shelter will open at 4.30 p.m. in Nevada City at the Veterans Hall, lower level, 415 North Pine Street in Nevada City, and will accept guests until 8 p.m. The shelter will close at 7.30 a.m. the next morning. This is a community-wide collaborative effort to temporarily shelter one of our most vulnerable populations during extreme weather events and connects homeless residents to additional services. And this comes to us from the New York Times. Well, David Harris, an activist and journalist who in the late 1960s became a national figure for encouraging young men to resist being drafted to serve in the Vietnam War and who went to jail after refusing the draft himself, died last week at his home in Mill Valley. He was 76. His wife, Sherry Forrester, says the cause was lung cancer. Harris was an unlikely avatar of the anti-war movement, the son of a rock-ribbed Republican lawyer and a religiously conservative mother in the Central Valley. He entered Stanford University in 1963 after being elected Boy of the Year by his high school, where he debated and lettered in football. But a freshman year awakening, including a few weeks working in Mississippi at the end of Freedom Summer in 1964, persuaded him that his generation had a moral obligation to fight injustice including what he saw as the unfolding disaster in Vietnam. Over the next several years, he used his establishment standing to rise to national prominence, calling on his fellow students and other young people to confront the draft head-on. Although he was sometimes labeled a draft dodger, he was very much the opposite. He advocated resistance, not avoidance, urging his fellow students to return their draft cards to the government in protest. Doing so was a felony, and when Harris himself was drafted in 1968, he refused to report for induction. He was almost immediately indicted by federal authorities. A few months after his indictment, he married singer Joan Baez, whom he had met through the anti-war movement. The two had been touring the country for 16 months, with her singing and playing guitar as a warm-up to his anti-war stemwinders. Says Baez in a telephone interview with the Times, there wasn't any question to me that this guy had enormous talent for speaking. We'd go around, do this dog and pony show, and I would open up for him singing, and people would all get together to hear David Harris talking about how we're going to change the world. Harris was convicted in 1969 and sentenced to three years in federal prison, of which he served 15 months. Soon after his sentencing, Baez wrote a song for David in which she lamented, The stars in your sky are the stars in mine, and both prisoners of this life are we. 
Harris was released in 1970, but life out of prison was a tough adjustment for him, both personally and professionally. The war was beginning to wind down, as was the anti-war movement. He and Baez divorced a few months later, though they remained close friends the rest of his life. Harris went on to be a writer for Rolling Stone for five years. His first story was a profile of Ron Kovic, a Marine whose battlefield injuries in Vietnam had left him unable to use his legs and who went on to be a prominent anti-war activist. A gifted orator, Harris was in demand as a speaker at anti-war rallies across California. Along the way, he encountered Baez, who had founded an organization called the Institute for the Study of Nonviolence in Carmel. One day, Harris drove down there looking for grant money. Baez says, he was just this lovely cowboy, and that was my introduction to what the resistance was all about. I mean, I knew a little, but he was certainly the best representative to have. R.I.P. David Harris, 76. Called at Cal Amsterdam, the Sacramento Bee says the Dutch capital's relaxed attitude toward marijuana use in cafes is the model for a California bill that would permit localities to allow cannabis lounges to offer food, drinks, or live entertainment. The author of Assembly Bill 374, San Francisco's Democratic Assemblyman Matt Haney, says in an interview with the Bee that his legislation could give a boost to the state's flagging tourism industry and cannabis retailers. Every cannabis retail shop I talk to now is struggling. They are having a hard time competing with the illegal cannabis market. The assemblyman says the existing prohibition against cannabis lounges serving food or drink or hosting live music or comedy is outdated and misguided. There's also a huge opportunity in cannabis for our tourism and hospitality sector post-COVID. Haney says there are a number of California municipalities that would benefit, including West Hollywood and Haney's own San Francisco. If you look at what's happening in Amsterdam, you can see what this might look like and you can see the opportunity that exists. And much like California's wine, California cannabis is something that will draw people here, he says. Haney emphasizing his bill doesn't mandate anything, but only allows local governments to issue licenses as they see fit. And a couple of quickies, Assemblywoman Mia Bonta, the wife of California Attorney General Rob Bonta, has been tapped to lead a budget committee that oversees his agency's spending, a decision that some political experts say is ethically questionable, KCRA is reporting. And because of a severe housing shortage, hundreds of Cal Poly Humboldt students will live in hotels this fall, that according to Jefferson Public Radio. Birthdays today include jazz artist Maceo Parker at 80, magician Teller of Penn & Teller, 75. And now back to Mr. Paul Emery himself. 